Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm on my own this week. Poor Harry is super busy at work and um, she couldn't make it, unfortunately. But how are you? Um, I'm all right. I've had a shit week this week. I feel like everyone's really feeling it this lockdown, aren't they? I tried in the post office. (laughs) I'm all right. Everyone's just the same. I think everyone's just like, had enough. Want to get back to normal. But... uh, Appropriately, um, I've just had a wonderful conversation with the lovely Joanna Fortune, who I literally would move in with because she's so lovely, talking about mental health, not just for the children, but for the parents as well. We've had a really lovely chat. I hope you enjoy it. There's lots of tips and ideas for you to do with your kids if you're finding things hard. But yeah, enjoy. And if there's anything you would like to talk about that we discuss in the podcast, then send us a message. We like getting messages. I like talking to people. But yeah, enjoy and see you in a bit. Work. Work. So I've had a bit of a nightmare this morning. I spilt water onto my laptop. I'm using my old laptop, which my kids now use. Um, I was just about to do an exercise class and I'm really clumsy at the moment. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) That's really interesting. I just literally, I just stopped it, but only a tiny little bit went on, but I was just like, oh my God. So I quickly like kind of lifted it up and put it on its side and left it. And it seemed to be okay. Like a couple of hours later, I went to use it and it was fine, but then it just started making the, the screen went blank and it started making this whirring sound. And so it's now sitting on top of the radiator, like upside down kind of oh, but I'm just God. like this oh, is no, not no, the no. time for this to be happening because obviously nothing's I mean I don't know if actually computer shops are open are they because obviously people need I, to well I got in cartridges I know with my printer I had to get I have refillable um in cartridges and oh, okay they were open so there was yeah. a limit to how many people could be in the store at once but there was nobody there you could just go in and put them on the counter and step back. They okay. filled them, put them on the counter, step, you know, so it was yeah. safely done, but they were open for sure. I imagine that that kind of business is still- I a- would imagine. I, got, I'd be shocked. It's a max. I'm going to have to go to an Apple store. Oh, temp- and it, do you know, the other thing is well, phone Apple because their online support is amazing. Yeah, yeah, so no, I'll Phone them do. and get that. I, I know on Christmas morning, trying to do a million things at once I dropped my phone into a basin of hot soapy water because I was washing the dishes talking to my mother and doing three other things at once and as soon as it dropped like it like full immersion like yeah I was like no and straight into the bag of rice like no couples here job and uh, into the hot press and all of you know wrapped in a towel like as if I was never gonna make it but it is it is still working, right. not at full capacity, but I'm limping yeah. to my upgrade date. So I once it hangs okay. in, I'm yeah. okay. But <laughs> never know, but just the Macs are you just, they're so temperamental. They just need to be minded. Yeah. I'm getting that to a Mac store as soon as you can. Well, I've I've said I I looked on like I just Googled I've dropped spilled water on my MacBook and um apparently you need to leave it for 48 hours. Just to so see how bad it is. I yeah. did everything wrong. I didn't turn it off. I mean, I did turn it upside down and wipe away the water, but I should have turned it off. 
and I didn't okay. and then I turned it on well I was using it I should have just turned it off and left it so we'll see but I just I'm just gonna leave it for 48 hours and pray yeah. because I can't I I work on my computer oh listen I mean I'm literally in a sweat thinking about it I know yeah <laughs> like it's my nightmare what you've just described yes. is my nightmare I just bought a new Mac um after like 15 years like I mean it was not a vanity yeah. project it was necessary <laughs> and I've even like I've put a, a new internal drive in this one but I have and it's set up but I'm really struggling to make the move over to it because even though this one is like ancient and not working great I know where everything is on it. Yes. I've created this yeah. chaotic system that works for me. And this new spanking clean one, I'm like, mm, yeah, yeah. But how do I find my stuff? <laughs> yeah. Could you not just swap it straight? Like I could, I could, but I'm trying to be super disciplined and not kill the hard drive on this one like I did. Um, oh, okay. So I want to be like only using external drives and keeping the desktop clean. I want to be really oh, good. Wow. Whereas this one is just clutter. Like, yeah it's it's like a techie's nightmare they'd look at my desktop and hard drive and go what are you yeah doing? you know so but ipa for this lady and that's who she is and oh. she managed somehow she was trying to back up her computer but she somehow managed to re-download all of her iCloud storage onto her oh yeah that's me hard drive but it's like she's got she's a photographer so oh. she's her iCloud library is just crazy and it literally it, it, the computer stopped working because it was trying to download but she doesn't know how she did it and my friend went on like remotely to try and sort it out and he's just like this is literally my worst nightmare yeah. because it's just going to take forever because oh, yeah. her desktop is just covered in icons it's oh, like that would me. be my yeah I see I couldn't that would I couldn't oh yeah no that. no I mean like it's like an external I dread you know when you share a screen on things like this I yeah. dread people seeing my desktop I like to be like black that out don't let anybody see the chaos yeah. <laughs> oh but anyway let's yeah get, so today <laughs> we've, well I'm joined again by our lovely Joanna Fortune because it's kids mental health week this week yes fantastic extremely important I didn't even know that existed until I saw something on Instagram and I think you know isn't social media so great at amplifying and flagging those things yeah. to us and just giving us cause to pause and say gosh yeah you know that is something to really think about um but especially now you yeah, know it all, it's always now. important but especially now yeah because I've been no this I think with everyone this time is a lot harder. Everyone that I've yeah. spoken to, and you don't know if it's the weather, because obviously yeah. it's a crap time of year and everyone feels a bit crap this time of year anyway, and we can't go outside as much, or if it's just because it's been going on for so long now. And I think everyone was a bit hopeful, weren't they, that maybe by the spring, oh, yeah. you know, we'd kind of, things would be getting back to normal-ish. But yeah. it's worse now than it was the first time around, isn't it, case-wise? and it, it really is. And I think it's a little from column A and a little from column B. Like last yeah. March, April, we were all saying, thank goodness we're not doing this in the depths of winter. <laughs> and now here we are doing it in the depths of winter. Anyway, yep. and also I think, you know, we've gone from, sta you know, standing on our doorsteps, clapping for each other, to peeking yes. through our windows, telling tales on each other. You know, the yeah. actual energy around everything has shifted because people yeah. are fatigued it's like uh I've done it I did the rules I did as I was supposed to do and here I am I'm not seeing the results for it whose fault is it because when yes. we get activated in that way we tend to look at who's to blame we do the blame yeah. game yeah. because it takes it away from us that icky uncomfortable feeling it's very hard to contain it's easier to project that outwards onto those people that group and yes. as soon as we start othering problems it's a slippery slope but it's usually a sign that we're just not coping very well and yeah. again I, I don't I, I don't know how well any of us could be coping you know I, I certainly am finding this lockdown way more challenging and I think in large part it's who I am how I am I'm somebody that really needs engagement and yeah contact with people and interaction in the world I get my energy from that yes yeah and, you know being cooped up at home and then having to nudge yourself and say at least you have a home to be cooped up be and you're trying to reframe it but again yeah. it's like hang on can we give ourselves permission to feel what we're feeling yeah. in this moment so that we can stop feeling it you know yes. that yeah. actually this is hard and I'm struggling within a particular context I'm struggling because it's hard and give yeah. myself permission to struggle so that I can say okay 
Now what will I do? Instead of trying to rush with the silver lining, highlighter pen and go, hang on now, sprinkle some fairy dust on that. Don't be thinking that, (laughs) think something else. Because actually we deny ourselves the opportunity to feel what we're feeling. And it just then is this contrived positivity, like an internet meme. You don't really mean it, but you're posting it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because that's my... I know that I'm feeling crap and I know that I'll feel better. I've just got to kind of go through it. But every conversation I'm having, I'm like, but I do just keep looking at what I've got. You know, I like my children. We get on. We've got a roof over our heads. We've got food in the fridge. We're a lot better than a lot of other people. But I kind of say it, but that still doesn't stop me from feeling shit. You're allowed no. to find this hard, no matter what you what privilege yes, you live yeah. with. You are allowed to find this hard. So I think we we have to, you know, when we start doing that, well, at least we, we're not in this situation, or at least it's better than that. When you start at leasting things, you're you're rushing prematurely to make it better. And you can't. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think like we have to feel, and it's really useful when our kids are struggling as well. And I'm saying when our kids are struggling because they are. Yeah. Uh, so it's not even an if that we actually say, gosh, yeah that feels really badly and that's really tough isn't it you know yeah. and that you meet them in their feeling and bear witness to it and we don't jump in two feet first elbows akimbo and say yeah. here let me fix this for you and rescue you from your feelings because then they never learn how yeah. to master those yeah. tension rousing experiences that actually we all need to do so even yeah. now when it's hard or having a hard day I'm going to give myself permission to feel disgruntled or frustrated or sad or whatever way it's manifesting so that tomorrow I might feel better but if I deny myself what I'm feeling all I'm actually doing is shoving it down into a box hammering a lid on top and saying yeah just store that away somewhere deep for later and that's not real and that's then you're just dragging that along with you while you try to pretend like it's fine I got some really good advice from a counsellor many years ago about when about not being upset in front of the kids because you can't be upset in front, in front of the kids. And he was like, you need to be upset in front of the kids because they need to understand that people get upset and that's okay. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, actually. So now, I mean, I'm when I'm due on, my kids know because I'm snappy and I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not as easygoing as I normally am. But we talk about it. And then yeah. this week, I have had a bad week this week. Um, but I talk to my kids about it because at the end of the day, if I've been more snappy than I normally am, I'll be like, I'm really sorry, but I'm just feeling a bit crap. And it's just, yeah. and I try to let them know that that's just how it is at the minute. And with my elder daughter, she's very hormonal mm. and, you know, she'll get more upset about things that she shouldn't necessarily, or she might not normally get as upset yeah. about. But I'm just like, do you know what? You've just got to go with it and you will feel better, but you do have to go through it. Yes. You, know, you have to have the feelings to process it. And even to learn that I am a person with feelings. I am not yeah. what I'm feeling or how I'm feeling. I am a person with feelings and that we're all made up of lots of different feelings. And with children, I tend to use parts language. Do you know, it's OK. This is your angry part or this is your sad part or your frustrated part or disappointed part or whatever part it might be. And, you know, I wonder where that lives in your body. Like when you feel that, where is it in your body? Is it tummy or legs or arms or head or fit? where is it? And, yeah. You know, what shape would it be? And is it heavy or light? Is it smooth or rough? You know, get them to really visualize it and then say, okay, so that's your angry part. I wonder what kind of things we could do to find your happy part. And then they learn, I am a person made up of lots of feeling states. And some days this part is bigger than others. And we tell a story about that. Why is it our angry part is so big today? What you know, you can't do this. You're not in school. You haven't seen... I think being angry makes total sense. I think your body and your brain is really smart and it knows how you should feel right now. And it's letting you know, hey, you need to let some of this anger out. Yeah. Work with them about what are good ways to show anger, for example. Because, you know, we're not in the business of saying don't be angry. Although sometimes in parenting, we can rush too quick to, you know, stop it. Don't do that. Instead of saying, okay, it's okay to be angry, but it isn't okay to hit your sibling. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm acknowledging your feeling, but target that all, you know, communicate that limit that we don't do that and then target what could we do. Sometimes when I'm angry, doing 10 jumping jacks really helps get it out or stamping really hard or playing our angry playlist. Everybody should have an angry playlist. Yes, yeah. A sad one, an angry one, and a happy one. Have the key playlists. Yeah. Have that on your Spotify, your Alexa, or whatever you use, and just hit play and say, we're going to dance to angry music. We're going to sing. We're going to shake it out. What Have four or five healthy behaviors to express each feeling so that yeah. I know, okay, angry and hitting isn't okay, but angry and stomping's okay. Angry and dancing it out is okay. Angry and jumping it out is okay. So that I'm learning how to express with healthy overt behaviors, the underpinning emotional state. And it just helps me to make sense of my internal world. And I just think at the moment we need that. We need that kind of around, get the anger out and then say, oh, that was good. Now, what will we do to find our happy part? You know, what is that? And find what that is and redirect. I, I just think we have to try to work with our children to increase their emotional fluency. But bear in mind that that's probably in a doing rather than speaking way. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, the reason why I wanted to get you on, obviously, this week is it's mental health week to talk about kids' mental health. But I've been having conversations lately with my friends about our kids and We've been noticing changes in behaviour, but we don't know if that's because of what's going on or it's age related. Because obviously kids do go through different things at different stages, don't they? But so for instance, my youngest daughter's got back in my bed again. She's Mm -hmm. always kind of been there, but I had managed to get rid of her. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Probably about a year ago. But since this most recent lockdown, she's either wanting to sleep with me or when I go up to bed, she won't be in my bed and I'll go and brush my teeth and go to the toilet. And then when I go back in my bedroom, she's in my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't know what's going on with her to know if she's just doing it because she just wants to sleep with mum. She's only seven, you know, yeah. she's still a baby, really. Yeah, absolutely. Or there's other stuff going on because it's how do you draw it out of them to know? Because I ask her if she's okay and she seems fine in herself. Yeah. And sometimes they're wise, aren't they? They know what feels good. I I don't have the words to say it, but I know that this will make me feel better. And I think it's really smart to know what's going to help you feel better at times like this. And I always think with the, the question of kids in our beds, it's a problem if we have a difficulty with it. If we're okay with it, yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah. And I always think this comes up from a parent point of view of I don't want them there. And that's not I don't want my kids. It's I don't want them in my bed, which is fine, by the way. And if that's the case, then you're going to have to more overtly directly work with that and say, hey, I noticed you're getting into my bed and, you know, you must be looking for cuddles. And I'm wondering, you know, what's going on when you say, oh, I need extra cuddles right now. So you put it in that way of I see it and I know it's extra cuddles. So I'm wondering Again, we're always trying to get them to do, enter a state of wonderment about themselves. Here's what yeah. I'm doing, but my overt behaviors are always underpinned by an emotional or physical state. And if I can say, well, the reason I'm coming into your bed for cuddles is actually, you know, I think about things a lot in bed and that's making me a bit worried and I feel better with you. Now yeah. I can kind of knit it together and say, oh, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah. And and, and see that out because just, you know, with young children and at seven, you're right, still very young, you know, very much. We always look in my field when something is not right at how do they play it out behaviorally? And with young children, it tends to be food, diet, sleep, toiletting. Okay. It, food, sleep, toileting. Like, yeah, so yeah. it's a disruption to how they're eating. Um, it's a disruption to sleep patterns or there's regression around toileting because what goes in and out of the body, it's a charge around the physical body. And yeah. that's how they're saying, not that I'm trying to be difficult, but I am having a difficulty. And yeah. I don't know how else to say it. And isn't the body very wise that it's communicating it for me? This isn't yeah. working. And I, I think that's like absolutely pervasive at the moment. I'm inundated with parents on on these topics like I mean on social media on the radio show the podcast it's like everybody's saying actually my child is doing this and this and I'm always curious okay if this is a behavior you haven't seen since they were younger go back to then go back to what was going on then because they're letting you know 
not that I need to be regressed to being three years old again, but actually I need that type of parenting. I need that. Yeah. When your child is three. You do much more direct parenting, hands on. You do stuff for them and with them. And it's much more active than when they're nine or 10. But yeah. if my nine or 10 year old is suddenly showing me behaviors that I'm more familiar with seeing when they're three, four and five, that's letting me know that that's where their need is. They yeah. need more active input from me right now. And a lot of that is about co-regulation. It's actually, I can't make sense of what's going on for me. And I need you to make sense of it for and with me. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I'll have to ask her. <laughs> yeah, and it's um, about wondering. I, with, with young children, like, never come at it with a question because a question. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You say, no, don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but if you come out going, I wonder. And yeah. I wonder, and then wonder twice, because the wondering the first time is the first layer. And then taking that wondering to a deeper wondering. That's what we always want to go is bring them a little bit deeper yeah. um, and see what comes out of it. Um, another thing that's been spoken about a lot is the reluctancy to want to go outside. Mm. Like I've got a couple of friends who their kids just don't, don't want to go out. Same age, like around seven. Yeah. They don't want to go to the park. They feel funny about being around people. Yeah. Well, obviously that's I mean it's good because you don't want them to be running up to people and or licking things do you you know but obviously you also you don't want them to be really scared of going yeah. outside so how would you yeah that's an interesting that? one and I, I have a younger child than that you know she's nearly four and you know I see it in her too that I say let's go out and she's like well you know let's not and I'm saying well it wasn't an invitation actually so <laughs> so you know she's like and in our house, you know, she calls it the coronos or the corona vice. Um, so she's like, well, we can't go outside because of the corona vice. And I'm going, oh, we can. We, there are things we definitely can't do because of it. But going outside is allowed. So I've actually found that I've had to structure that using some challenge and engagement play and in going out now there's a little bit of it where she's like another walk really another yeah, walk. yeah like, yeah this is not doing it for me anymore yeah I want my pals I want to be doing what I usually do and you and your walks isn't cutting it <laughs> um so what we've done is I've, I've made a scavenger hunt of it so I just like a piece of paper broke it into six boxes and I drew things that we have to find on our walk a yeah. tree with leaves a tree without leaves a little stone um maybe when we see a blue car we're going to do five jumping jacks if we see a bike we have to do three jumps if we see a puddle we have to jump in it right in it two feet and I always leave a blank box at the end I always every dog we see we have to say hello to um and you know because I mean sometimes people with masks that you know I think as adults please be aware of little children out there yes, it makes yeah. their day if you say hello to them yeah. and if you don't it breaks their little hearts so try yeah. to be aware as we're busy and passing each other by of that and I always leave a blank box um to find something new on our walks because again it's bringing their attention to what's around them the environment and part of getting out for the walk is to change the physical environment to reset the busy brain and yeah. you know if they're just walking and giving out or kicking their shoes in front of them or you know just literally looking he you know right in front of their own faces they're missing the sky the clouds sometimes yeah. we look at what shapes can we see in the clouds? What can we, what like different things could we see up there? And she has a little pencil on the walk and we tick off the things on our list and draw yeah. in the new thing. And it just turns a walk into an activity. Yeah, like, I want to go. Really yeah, see? <laughs> so I, I think that doing things like that is really important or being able to start something on a walk that then they're going to continue. It might yeah. be picking up a couple of stones that we then wash in soapy water, a bit of water play, let them dry. We go wash our hands, have a snack while they dry. Then we paint them and let those yeah, dry. Yeah. And then we can, you know, drop them on the doorsteps of neighbors like paperweights, just partly to get rid of them out of the house yeah. and also the <laughs> gifting forward. <laughs> so yeah. you can take your walk and all of a sudden you've got like a four stage activity out of it. And that's much more interesting for a child than let's go for a walk. Yes. Yeah. Or let's go to the park, but not play in the way you actually want to play in this very yeah. kind of restricted way. Because again, we're, we're in a time where we're telling our children what not to do. And, you know, that just doesn't work, does it? You know, don't touch yeah. the red button. It just makes you want to jump on the red button, you know. Yeah. But if, if you tell me what I can do and reframe it to what I should be doing, that's very helpful. 
Um, yeah. And I, I think just keeping me actively engaged in the physical activity of the walk, using my imagination, that's going yeah. to be much more helpful. And that's really good for the younger ones. But I think with my Lola, she, we mm. had with her school, she had to spot different types of birds. And I got really excited about it. <laughs> and oh. she was like, oh, we can go out and we can look. So we've got parakeets where we live. They must have been oh. a couple got three years ago and they've bred. We've got quite a lot of them now. So, um, yeah, there was just a list of all different kind of birds we could find. And we've got a nature reserve kind of down the back. So I was like, we could go there and look. Yeah. But she's just not really interested in that because she wants to be playing online with mm -hmm. her friends. So I told her that I was going to be talking to you today. And I was like, is there anything that you'd like me to ask her for you with the you know, with regards to how you're feeling. And and she wants to know if playing computer games is good for you. Well, you know <laughs> because what? Because that's all she wants to yeah, do. Yeah, and that's such an interesting question <laughs> because it's not that it's good or bad for you. It's what are you getting out of it? And maybe yeah. when she's playing games, what she's actually getting is the connection with her friends. Yes. And that's what's driving the interest. It's not the game, the yeah. computer piece. It's that we're all playing the same thing at the same time yeah. and we're connecting. And, you know, why would and she's about 12 is she she's nearly 10 nearly 10 oh she's yeah. gosh, she sounds mature for a 10 actually yeah she's yeah, she's yeah. so you know and she but play does change in that middle childhood we spoke about that some time ago where it does become more about you know bikes scooters rounders you know skates and of course computer games yeah so I, I think you know it's fine that she does that I you know and I actually think at the moment whatever allows our children to connect with each other yes. is yeah. okay because yeah. we have to look at this within the broader context what you qualify that with for her is that it can't be the only thing that she does yes um, yeah. that there has it's it's a part of how she connects with people but actually we don't just get to connect with people at the moment we have to connect with our environment we have to connect with our family we and bring the connection piece and so yeah. yes she can do that but it's not instead of doing the bird thing for school or the nature thing it's yeah. not you know and you could even take the bird thing a bit creatively I saw somebody post a video on this a Montessori teacher um, and actually it reminded me of a game we had done years ago when I was doing play therapy training as well about you know this Montessori teacher had drawn a bird okay on like a piece of cardboard and stuck mm. a clothes peg behind and the, so the clothes peg bit came out as the beak oh yeah okay and then you get like a bowl of you could use sand you could use lentils uncooked lentils and yeah. stand things like straws pipe cleaners different heights standing up and you use your little bird clothes peg to pick up the worms so to speak and pull yeah. them out of the bowl and for the little kids it's really good for their motor yeah. skills and yeah. for the older kids it's just a challenge you could also add on to the end of some of those pipe cleaners a bit of a treat it could be tokens yeah. for extra screen time it could be um activity merits whatever you know privilege time treat time whatever it is yeah um, and when they pull it out they go oh look what i got um so you could keep it a little bit interesting that way that you do the birds you do the learning and then you turn it into play with her sibling and then she gets to do the gaming yeah. with her friends because yeah. she's then done the outside time, the schoolwork, the assignment, yeah. and she's had time playing with her sibling before yes. she's gone online. Yeah. So it's actually, I would say it's about balance at the moment. And look, the research is evolving with the whole um, gaming stuff. And so long as it's not the sole way yes. that I yeah. play and engage, actually, it's not that bad for them. And at the moment, we just don't want screens because they're learning on screens, they're schooling yes. on screens. Yeah. We just don't want it to be all they're doing. I know myself, yeah. you know, if I have to do a yeah. full day on Zoom, I mean, I am just, I'm at a level of tired that's very different to physical yes, tiredness. Yeah. I'm tired from the inside out. If our yeah. children are on screens all day, every day, I'm telling you by Wednesday, you're going to have the crankiest child who's out of sorts, yeah. not themselves. Then we get frustrated with them. Why aren't you doing what you're supposed to do? We're tossing this hot potato of tension yes. back and forth. Yeah, yeah. And by Friday, we're all miserable going, this isn't working. Yeah. Who can we blame for being in lockdown? <laughs> yeah. Then we yeah. have the weekend and Monday begins and we go through it again. Yeah. But actually, we just need to make sure that they're not getting screen fatigue, that, yeah. they're, that they're having enough intersubjective in-person relational connectivity as well yeah and unfortunately at the moment that's limited to parents and siblings which yeah if you're under seven 
is a good thing because actually your important hub of social development under seven is your parents and siblings, even more than your peers. Not that you don't benefit yeah. from peers, of course you do, but even more so. But at Lola's age, it's not you. It's her yeah. friends. Yeah. Her peer group is her important hub of social development. And for her age group, you know, middle childhood up to middle adolescence, but particularly say nine to 15 year olds, they're having a really hard time with this because yeah. they're being denied these opportunities for social growth and development, emotional growth and development at what is peak brain development time. And yeah. we're, no matter how playful we are, no matter how adaptable and flexible we are, we're not enough. We can't replicate peer relationships yeah at home we're not supposed to be our kids friends you know there was yes, I mean, that's, yeah, a, that's a huge yeah. mistake in itself yeah. we're not we're the parents yeah. in charge we can be playful but we're still parents yeah so I think we have to acknowledge for them through acceptance and empathy you know I, I said to you the last time when in doubt go to A&E you know yeah. acceptance and empathy accept that this is really hard that we're not enough that they are and empathize with how frustrated they are and fed up they are and emotional they are. And just then wonder, avoid the fix or change agenda. Do not jump in to fix everything for our kids and rescue yeah. them from every feeling they're having, but say, you know, would a hot chocolate help right now? I know it's not exactly what you want, but would it yeah, take yeah. you off or yeah. going for a walk help or watching an episode of your favorite show together, we can get a blanket and cuddle up. What would help? Yeah. how I can help you with this I'm not I'm not saying I'm going to fix it but what would help it feel a bit better yeah. if it's at a 90 could we get it to a 60 you know yeah and, you know because if we tell our kids how can I make it better like you can't make it better and yeah. they're right you know they're right yeah. you go, yeah. you're right I can't but I'd like to make it easier I'd yeah. like to take the edge off so I think doing things like that going to nurture in yeah. that time about you know what will help um, and doing it with kindness. I really think at the moment that age group are having such a hard time. I just feel so sorry for them. That's who I, I mean, they're, my two are all right. Obviously they miss their friends, but they can play online with their friends. Do you know, yeah. she's younger, so she can still play. She's happy to play on her own, but yeah. she's got her sister. But my friends got three adolescent boys yeah. um, and they are literally in their bedrooms and on their computers 24 seven staying up all night playing games she she feels completely powerless to do anything about it because she can't physically stop them she goes to bed mm. they stay up I don't know what she and they're, do. they're not they're not quite at the age where you can take the power back by turning off the wi-fi because they, they'll be able to they tower that. over her yeah it, and she, also like, it's, it's it's a power struggle thing that you yeah. don't really want to play that card I think at a certain age with our kids we can say look the wi-fi is going off for all of us because we need yeah. to sleep but teenagers yeah. are going to be like yeah it's not going to happen yeah and it's interesting you know that you mentioned that because I have tons of queries at the moment from parents of teenage boys yeah uh, with very similar to what you've just said and I I think what we have to use in our you know, and I actually was just making a video for a, a boy's second level school, one of their teachers, I've done some talks for that school before, and they reached out and said, you know, we could really do with something to help parents to help the boys yeah. at home at the moment. And one of the things I've been saying when it comes to home based learning, uh, because it's, you know, language matters with this, and none of us are homeschooling, that's a conscious choice. I respect yeah. that choice. And that's a conscious choice. <laughs> we did not consciously choose this. Okay, let's be clear. No. Okay. So I think if we switch it to I am doing home, I am supporting home based learning, that yeah. gives immediately a little bit of a break for us. Okay, we're not yeah. teachers, we are yeah. not delivering a curriculum, um, and, or any of that. But I think, you know, I was looking at if we can invest in our teenagers, um, social and emotional health right now that actually actively stress reducing stress is a study aid um, and that that's maybe one of the best things we can do for supporting our kids learning is try to minimize get avoid if we can but in reality minimize the tension the hot points the flash points in our relationship because yeah. it just puts everybody on the defense and nothing else happens yeah. The problem is that we can get to rules very quickly, can't we? Don't do, you must do. And rules are very rigid and inflexible and they bring up defense mechanism and resistance, especially in adolescence. Um, whereas if we can approach it with structure in mind, structure is 
flexible and adaptable. It bends without breaking. It's like, okay, so you guys have way more energy late at night than the morning time. So we have to invert your day. You can, of course, spend time online with your friends, but there's also a requirement that you put in your schoolwork and you do X, Y, Z. So do you need to start your day at 10 o'clock instead of eight o'clock or whatever it is, or 11 o'clock instead of nine o'clock and starting the day with something that's about engagement, you know, starting it with nurture, making pancakes, making nice breakfast, starting with food. Okay. That gets me out of my room around the table, you know, taking in comfort and nurture and that sensory piece ideal if I'll help you make the food by the way because then I'm engaged in that as opposed to hi morning get out of bed it's time for double maths and geography (laughs) I'm like please roll over that's you know so if you can start with something that I like doing and for some kids that's going to be about food and for other kids that's going to be about physical activity and for other kids that's going to be about arts and crafts Whatever it is, start with something that's easier for me to secure the engagement. Yeah. And then have some things that are your minimum requirements. I do require that you log into your classes every day and that you cannot be in your pajamas or under your duvet for that. You must be physically dressed. You don't have to be in a uniform or an outfit. It can be in your trackies or whatever, but you have to be dressed and sitting at a desk space. That's my minimum requirement and then I'm going to hand that over to my teenager and go now you tell me what one of your minimum requirements is to get through your day they might say I need you not to come into my room I need noise cancelling headphones because we've got younger siblings causing riot and it's really hard to learn or I need to be able to come in and out of the kitchen to get snacks that's the way I take a break from this they might have some minimum and we have to even if we go now you're using those snacks <laughs> liberally. We have to stay out of judgment on yeah. this and accept that, okay, so you're telling me what you need are snacks. Would it help if I put a steady flow of snacks at your door? I'm not going to come in because I respect your boundaries, but I'm going to leave them there so that you don't have to come all the way down because that's losing 20 minute windows, but the snack will be there. How about yeah. that? So that it's actually about compromise and working collaboratively through it and I think that's something that's going to be really helpful as well so that you want to you know first of all effort over outcome here that we're all trying and if you if your teenager is genuinely trying even if they're not nailing it if they're genuinely trying keep the praise on them for that yeah be proud of them we're doing our teachers a huge favor if we take care of our kids' mental health during this lockdown because then they are going back to school emotionally healthy yeah. And in a place that they can learn. And our teachers are highly skilled and will catch our kids up. We're trying to get them to do enough to keep yeah. them engaged. Yeah. And I think that's because if we take on this battle of you must do and you got to do and you're failing at this, all we're doing is fighting and nobody yeah. learns in that because when we flip our lids, you know, that part of the brain required for learning isn't available to us. We're just fighting and shouting from the emotional part of our brain. I was really interested at the start, you talked about being clumsy at the moment. Yes. And then you said you'd had a hard week. And, you know, just we talk about, you know, when you flip your lid and I'm doing this, like, no, people won't be able to see me, but (laughs) I'm using my hand because I'm such a visual learner that if you imagine your, you know, wrap your thumb into your palm and your fingers over your thumb, that your fingers are your neocortex, that thinking, reasoning, rational part of your brain. Okay. When you flip your lid and that's, that is offline and not available. What's calling the shots is our emotional limbic amygdala area, that wiggly thumb, fight, flight, freeze. I am right to feel the way that I do. We're just fighting with each other or retreating under the duvet or just zoning out and looking out a window doing nothing. We're having an emotional response. But beneath that, say I'm using the palm of my hand, is that diencephalon part of the brain about motor regulation, coordination, um, being able to read and recognize body cues, be that hungry, full, tired, energetic, hot, cold, and also physical coordination, klutzy clumsiness. We're getting dysregulated at lower yeah. parts of our brain. And when we're activated by stress, anxiety, worry, and we're in that heightened anticipatory arousal state, these are the parts of our brain that get affected. So getting clumsy when we're having a particularly difficult week makes sense. Yeah, that's about saying, you know, actually, I'm feeling really emotionally dysregulated. Yeah, yeah. And that's how my body and brain are playing that out for me. So yeah. be aware of that with your young person um, as well, that they, they do need that support. And also, 
you know, get it, embrace ch- the, the movement breaks and the need for a change of physical environment when it's all getting too much, get out. How do you, how do you get them out of the house? Cause that's what she's got two dogs that need to be walked every okay. day. Mm. They are not interested. She can't get them out of their bedrooms to go for a walk. And she knows that they'd feel a lot better if they did yeah, just go out and get some fresh air. But how do you get a 15 and 18 year old out of their bedroom if they don't want to go? I mean, know? sometimes they'll go to get away from us. You know, when we're nagging enough, they'll go to get yeah, away from yeah. us. Okay. That is it. So, you know, there can be a secondary gain to that. But I, you know, it's disappointing that they won't take responsibility for the dogs because yeah. it only help her, but also it's something that, you know, just walk the dog. It's not, yeah. not good for you because it's good for you. Because sometimes when you come at your teenager and you're saying, This is good for you and it's in your interests. They just hear you telling them how to live and how to behave. And again, at 15, I'm primed to resist. Yep your good advice. Okay. But if you make it about the dog and say, look, I've got back to back meetings. If you don't do it, the dog isn't getting a walk today. And that's not okay because we're all dog owners and part of owning the dog is taking care of the dog. So I I really need you to do this for the dog and you make it about the dog. Um, Or that, you know, if they're going to the shop for you, will you pop out and do this task for me? That can often be a way of getting out. If they're in a place where they're just not doing anything for you, then it sounds like you do need to sit down and have, I hate to use the word family meeting because it sounds so contrived and, (laughs) you know, um, almost something twee you'd see on a TV show, but actually sitting around saying, okay, guys, none of us chose this. This isn't what we want, but this is how we are and it's not working. I'm not your maid. I'm not your servant. I'm not here to wait on you. And I've no intention of running food up to your doors every day or knocking and nagging you to come out because at this age, you need to take responsibility. But how it's working right now isn't working. And again, come at it with, these are my minimums. I have these three expectations. They're, They're immovable. Now hit me with yours and let's come up with a collective agreement that we can all subscribe to. And they might say, look, I need you to stop nagging. And you can agree. You can say, I would love that. I would love nothing more (laughs) than not to have to repeat myself three times a day. So now let's think about how we can do that. For me not to have to say it three times, what could you do? Yeah, that would stop me having to do that. So (laughs) that you actually meet them where they're at and almost in a playful way, but in a challenging way, say, super, I'm totally subscribed to that. Talk me through how that works. Yeah. Put them into that critical thinking solution focus mode. But I, and again, I'm not saying this saying, gosh, that's easy. Just sit them down and do it. But I do think that you may need to withdraw some of your active mothering. Yeah. Yeah. The room. Don't make it so easy to stay in the room because our teenagers have bedrooms that are frankly like self-contained apartments. They have very little reason to leave their rooms. Um, It is their space. They're at a stage of development where increased privacy and pulling away from you and towards their own interests is developmentally. I'm not saying it's pleasant. It's just developmentally appropriate. But, you know, also as part of living with COVID, we want increased ventilation. So you can have a requirement that curtains are open and wind- windows are open for an hour yeah. a day. They've got to yeah. open the blinds, pull back the curtains, open a window and get air circulating. That's a minimum requirement for health and safety. So you you can look at it in lots of ways and say, sit in yeah. there, fine, but at least open a window. So that if you won't go to the air, the air will come to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And try to think of it in a creative way, but pick your battles would be my biggest piece yes. of advice with this yeah. because yeah. you're going to have to fight the big stuff so don't sweat the smaller stuff yeah yeah definitely um and the other thing I wanted to ask you <laughs> um the my biggest struggle this is see I'm not even recording this really for a podcast I just wanted to know <laughs> it's I'm very fortunate in the work that I do I can do it around the kids so I'm available and plus they're using my computer anyway so yeah. I can't work anyway during the day but I can I can kind of work around them but sometimes there's stuff that I do have to do yeah and sometimes I need headspace because I'm on my own yeah so I haven't got any let off you know this is actually today they've gone to their fathers and it's the first time since before Christmas (laughs) so I'm on my own for the first time I'm so happy um but sometimes I just need them to not talk to me 
mm-hmm. and just leave me alone because they do not stop talking. But I don't, I feel bad about how do you communicate that without making them feel like I'm rejecting them, but just so they understand that I just need five minutes just, you know, without them asking me what my favourite colour is or. Yeah, you you might want to assign a task, like give them something to do and that they cannot come to you before it's done. And you know that it takes a good 15, (laughs) 20 minutes, right? Um, That could be watching an episode of their TV show. Again, here I am with my scavenger list, make a household item scavenger list and they cannot come to you till they've ticked off everything. So put something kind of quirky in there that isn't easy to find. So you're going to put things like teapot, spoon, fork, whatever it might be, but also put in, you know, peacock or something like that, (laughs) that they may have to watch the entire episode and go, hey, there was no peacock in there, but you know you've gotten that window of time. Yeah. Especially at the age yours are at. But I also think, you know, and, you know, again, mine is younger and I'm very aware that even if I'm, you know, we're a bit tag, you're it. We're trying to get work done between us here. Um, And if I'm on active parenting duty, (laughs) that I still might have to take a quick call or check a quick email. Yeah. Sometimes if that's the case, and I have the laptop, and I I really need to do something, I might use something. And again, it's it this is much more effective with our younger kids, but I might wear a green hoodie, you know, I put on a particular sweatshirt, and she knows that means mommy's really busy doing something. And she can come in and wave. And then I say, see you and I point my eyes to her and she knows okay I've seen you and the minute I'm finished I'm going to come in yeah okay that's a good idea doesn't mean she won't pop her head around and wave again because time is an abstract notion (laughs) but we've got this little non-verbal thing about I see you and I'm coming to you and the jumper is the cue of this is work so, so using something visual and symbolic can be helpful occupying and distracting and I think as well setting a task of them making something like and again I think in the age of your girls and including Lola um, you know giving them a recipe for making play-doh okay uh-huh. um, so they have to make it yeah so, you know they got to get the flour the cups you have put out everything they need but they've got to put it all in um, I would make it a little bit quirkier give them a bowl each because the younger one will ruin it for the older one and she'll get yeah. super annoyed with her but <laughs> Potatoes, and you could give a couple of drops of scented oil you could put cocoa powder you could put fresh herbs whatever you want so they can actually make it the color they want and the scent that they want that's an extra sensory version of play-doh and then you can give them a bowl and they pick out an item you've got little scraps of paper in it a bit like um pictionary or sculptionary but they take out one item it should be something moldable now and they have to make it out of their play-doh so they've had to make the play-doh they've had the sensory experience of that intensified by the color and scenting that they've added then they're going to use it to mold their thing and then you come in and try to guess what they've made from the play-doh so that's that will take half an hour you know that and that you know gives you the window to do that and you could and it's also something within their developmental scope they can do that you know they don't yeah. need an adult involved yeah. in that they can do that start to finish and i think that that's something so you can draw the things on the bits of paper if your child can't read yet um so they're not coming in saying what's this word um yeah. or the older one could help the younger one with what the word is anything like that anything that allows you to have a hot cup of coffee start to finish yeah. <laughs> or it gives us an opportunity to do a grounding exercise for ourselves, like just look out a window, yeah. find a name, those five things you see, four things you hear, three things you touch, two things you smell, one thing you taste, five, four, th- takes one minute, but it just yeah. gives us an exhale moment. You know, having that mindful cup of coffee, that mindful cup of tea um, is therapeutic in and of itself. But finding tasks and sometimes it it takes a little bit of forward planning in our parenting that we need things that we can say to them, hey, do this. And, you know, that's my 20 minute activity. That's my 30 minute activity. That's my 45 minute activity. I've got a full blown work Zoom call and I need 60 to 90 minutes that's your movie scavenger hunt. And you add in, you're the director, pick a scene that you would cut out and draw a picture of what you'd add in and then tell me how it would end the movie, how it would change the movie. Plan all of that out. Or I like to get a shoebox as well and put in bits and bobs, but bits and bobs that aren't part of their general play content. Yeah. Little quirky things they don't usually see. It could be a beading kit. It could be a needlepoint kit. It could be 
um, something that is a little tub of sand or a little tub of slime or one of those um, little kits you can get like a dinosaur excavation kit. They're like this smaller than the size of the palm of your hand. But yeah, there's a dinosaur, plastic dinosaur buried in the sand. They have to chisel away as if they were little archaeologists like <laughs> uncovering, paleontologists uncovering bones, um, mm. anything that's going to focus them. And you put that in the, in the um, sort of distraction shoebox, but they only get it when you need a special window of time. Yeah. So you can plan these things ahead and have them yeah. as your emergency. I think we get stressed when we're caught in the moment and yeah. I need you to do what I need you to do now simply because I asked you to and kids are going, yeah, yeah that isn't how this works. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think try to structure it and plan for it will be a huge Yeah. Help. Yeah. Thank for all you our so mental much. health, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's our parental yeah. mental health. I think parental stamina is under huge pressure, Amy, at the moment. Oh like, my God. I just think we're all running on empty and it's yeah. largely why in my first book, you know, I put in a whole piece about armchair play. Like when you just don't want to get out of your chair, yeah, here's a yeah. list of activities you can do without leaving your chair because parental stamina is something that we just have to take time for our non-parenting selves you know, and whatever that is for us, if it's a walk, you know, when everyone is occupied or in bed, if it's a bath, if it's, you know, a phone call with friends, like whatever yeah. is going to help us, I think we've got to recharge our own batteries because we can't take care of our kids' mental health if we don't start with our own. That's And that's not me just being a therapist about it. That's, no, it's, that is the yeah, truth. It's true. It's definitely true. You can't do anything if you're not feeling good. No, you, you really can't. Do can't. Anything. Yeah. So I know that's and, and we're modeling good self-care for our kids when they see us say, no, actually, yes. I'm taking some time for myself yeah. and I'm not to be interrupted because it's really important when I'm feeling a bit stressed and bothered. I know this works for me and doing yeah. what works for us is a really smart thing to do. And then they can go. I mean, my my almost four year old told me she needed a break for, from grownups the other day. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know how that's going to work, but okay. She <laughs> um, sounds so funny. She just sounds. Like, I just need brilliant. a break from grownups yeah. right now. I was like, I hear you, kid. I hear you. But um, so she took herself off to her bedroom and closed the door, and you know, I mean, randomly emerged totally naked and whatever, you know. But I was like. <laughs> right you found something to do at that time but it was at all of say 10 minutes but I just thought you know so I just praised going it's, it's you were really smart to know that we were getting a bit much for you and you needed time away from yeah. us yeah you know, and you want to praise their efforts of going I think you're shouting at me because you're actually so frustrated with how yeah. things are going on I don't think you're angry with me but you're showing me your anger and I'm wondering what else we could do with it so I don't get pulled into personalizing the yeah. onslaught now, which is easier said than done, because it can feel very personal when you're yes. 10, 11 year old, by the way, <laughs> um, because they're very good at finding that way of. But really yeah. what I'm trying to do is I need you to feel how I'm feeling so that I can see you play it out in order to better understand it in myself. Yeah. So if we can take that and say, I hear what's going on here. I'm not going to personalize this, but I'm going to give it back to you in bite-sized pieces. Let's see how we can make sense of it and what we can do with it. We're giving them a really good mental health toolkit. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you so much. I really appreciate all of that. And I know that a lot of people will as well, because that's just answered a lot of questions and put yeah. me at ease a lot as well, I feel. Yeah, I love and, you. Oh, I love talking to you guys. <laughs> I come I, because it's, it's just so, it's always just so like we're just having a chat, but having a chat about things that matter. Yeah. But I think as well, we're talking about really relatable stuff, you know, yeah. that, you know, we're all parents coming through this together. And no matter what you do, yeah. like I do this for a living, but I've said this before, I'm not my child's therapist. I'm her parent. Yeah, yeah. I definitely flip my lid and have my less than fine moments. But yeah. something you said earlier is really important to come back to is it's about coming to them afterwards and engaging in the repair and repair is always the responsibility of the parent because no matter who yeah. yelled hardest and particularly the teenagers as well I'm thinking it's and they've upset us and we've all been upset 
we parents take responsibility for initiating the repair. Hey, my feelings got really loud and I shouted and I wish I hadn't. And here's what I wish I did instead. Can I get a do over and try that again? Because if we can take responsibility for repair, we're showing our kids that our relationship with them matters more and is more important than any conflict we might experience. And that's about security, isn't it? That's about saying, yeah, we will all you know we might fight yeah. with each other sometimes but I'll fight for you always yeah. and I think our kids need that reminder too and also it's showing you're admitting when you're wrong oh yeah already, which is so important for oh my gosh absolutely to to say, do you know what I'm really sorry about that You're so right, because I think as parents, we can trick ourselves into thinking we've got to have the upper hand all the time and we can't show weakness. But accountability and responsibility, that's strength. That's not weakness. Being able to say, I got that wrong. I'm sorry, is a sign of strength. And we're modeling really good repair behaviors for our kids with their own relationships with their peers as they grow and develop as well. So I just think, you know, the the power of that wasn't our best day, but you know, tomorrow will be better. And use the stop, start, keep every day. At the end of the day, even if whether it's been good or bad, just take a pause and say, okay, what didn't work today? I'm going to stop doing that. That doesn't work for us. Um, what's one thing I could introduce tomorrow that would make this feel fresh and new? I'm going to start doing something new. And what is the one thing, no matter how small it is, that went well today? I'm going to keep doing that tomorrow. So stop doing what doesn't work. Start doing something new to make it feel fresh and keep doing that one thing that is working. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Oh, lovely. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me again. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we'll have a lovely rest of your weekend. I'm going to put this out tomorrow. Oh, super. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, because it's Mental Health Week. And I wanted to say, Harry's not here, unfortunately, because she's just really under it with work. But she will greatly appreciate this. Oh, good. And I hope things get easier as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's lovely. Well, have a lovely weekend. You too, Amy. Bye. 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 love her that was very insightful for me and I hope it was for you as well I think she really offered some great advice and also it's just good to know that whatever you're doing if you're trying then you're smashing it because it is it's tough for everyone at the moment so as long as you're getting out of bed in the morning and you're putting food in their tummies and you're giving them love I think that's all anyone can ask for really but yeah, we hope you enjoyed that. Make sure you check out Joanna's books, 15 Minute Parenting, <clears throat> sorry, for all ages. They're excellent. She's so good. Um, and we've had a little chat after we uh, stopped recording and hopefully she's going to be writing another book as well. So we'll, we'll uh, get back on if she does. Um, and hopefully we'll talk to her again soon anyway because I could talk to her all day, every day. But I hope you're all okay. Um... I think it's snowing. <clears throat> Sorry, I haven't got Corona. <gasps> Hopefully. 
So enjoy the snow if you can and have a good week. And yeah, hit us up. Please share this podcast because I think a lot of people would benefit from hearing it. And subscribe so we always end up in your phone every week. Work. Wouldn't that be nice? All right, take care, people. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.